0: Listen to this. Zakawani the flying winger. Here's Brad Evans and Steve. It's Steve. Who is it? It's Brad Evans. <laughs> it's not again. Happy days are here again. Turning with a drive and Steve Zakawani. Evans with the left foot. He's an attacking
1: threat, Brad Evans. This is so weird. The party had started. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Side by Side. This one coming to you the morning after the Sounders getting a much um, needed victory um, away to Colorado. Um, the team beginning to pick up some decent form and it does make the point in Dallas a bit more valuable now. That felt like two points drop, but I feel picking up three now, you, you know, your four games and two away games and you get a little nice little break here and then the third... One on the bounce will be Nashville in about eight, nine days. But before we get ahead of that, let's go back, back to last night. Leo Chu coming back into the lineup, getting back on the score sheet, continues his great season. And then one of the big players stepping up, named Albert Rusnak. So it's almost picking up a much-needed win at a struggling Colorado, it must be said, but went in there and did what they had to do. Um, Brad, we obviously didn't talk between... Saturday and that. Um, you can probably give us your thoughts and just on the two games combined, more specifically last night, but also Dallas at the weekend um was, you know, it felt like two points dropped to be honest to me, but um four points in two games, can't really complain like that.
0: Yeah, I think things are shaping out as we uh, thought they might and we're kind of seeing the true colours of every team at this point in the season and Dallas just... You know they're just not there quite yet. Although last night they get a massive victory at Salt Lake, and that's the one thing about this league we continuously talk about. It is you just never know on any night, right? And um and, and that's credit to the Sounders. You know, going into a difficult place to play in in Dallas, getting the result, a good finish, and man, at the end, you know, Jordan is just kicking himself in the in the 90th minute. I know you're but not. Should, should he should he shoot? Oh, he's got to take his first touch right to goal at an angle and then the defender slides across and then you make that pass, but you have to commit one or the other. And I think you're tired legs, you're, you've been running your tail off for the whole game. And, you know, he's, he's trying to be a provider there and, you know, you, you credit him for trying to be a provider, but at the end of the day, you're supposed to be the guy that puts a ball in the back of the net and absolutely smash that home. And you can see how defeated, he knows he made the wrong, the wrong choice there. Um, so the Sounders still had plenty of chances to win that game. Uh, a fantastic goal from from Alex. That's a dream goal. That one that comes across and bounces, sits right in front of you, and smash that home for the volley. So a, a decent point away from home. Uh, one that I think they look back and say we probably should have picked up two more. And if they would have picked up two more, they're sitting at forty-seven, only three points behind Saint Louis, who's in first place. And then the fans will start talking like, "Oh wait, we can finish first first in our conference." And that's kind of how the season has gone, right? We've been here saying, "Man, it's it's a good team They just aren't picking up the results where they need to." But if you look at their record, it's you know a winning record at home and a winning record away from home. Um, I think they're the only there's only one other team in our conference that has a winning away record, and that's Salt Lake at six five and three. Uh, other than that, no one else in the conference has more away victories than than the Sounders do. Um, So when we talk about how this is going to all shake down, if the Sounders can pick up three points in Nashville, they're looking pretty good. And then you make those two home games count. But that Dallas game, I think the boys were a little bit disappointed. But then to go into Colorado, which that I mean, that game at the end of the day, it Colorado's just so bad and and there's no other way to shake it out other than when i watch it i feel like i could still play on that team and make an impact and if that's saying something then we have a real big issue with that team they just they just don't have anything in the form of and it's it's sad because it's in it's just confidence i think because some of those players are good players and they're only 2 years removed i think from finishing first place in the conference yeah and so a lot of those players are the same and so you start to ask questions of: Is it management? Is it confidence? Is you know what what are they doing that's just not working for them? So they're a season a team that's thrown thrown the towel in already, and that second half just pretty much put me to sleep. I had trouble watching it, um, but the Sounders able to come out and and get the victory and grind out uh, three points, which is good. It's puts them at forty five points now. Um, And only LAFC and Houston, they've got one game in hand and then Vancouver with two games in hand. So the Sounders are sitting good right now in second place um, as we kind of move forward into this break, like you said.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Sounders only four games left and most of those games in hand from teams will take place this weekend and then midweek. Um, The Sound is obviously off on both. There's a whole MLS slate on the 23rd and 24th and then a couple of games on the 27th before before the Sounders get back to work. Um, in Nashville on the 30th and it doesn't look like anyone has been able to take advantage of any of the Sounders mishaps or slips it really it's played that well for Seattle and four games to go I mean St. Louis now looks within touching distance you know a couple of results going this way I don't think that needs to be a goal but at this point, we're looking... You probably want to end no less than third, I think, if it's sounded the Sounders. but top two. I mean, you're ahead of LAFC at this point. Um, just by a point, they might win their game in hand, but the sound is sitting really, really well. Um, I agree on Colorado. It wasn't, you know, but it's a game you still have to go out there and win. Um, over the past two games, has there any... Is it just been a case of just doing enough to win or has there been, like, any high positives? Obviously, seeing Christian Rodon get back, I think it's huge. Um, and it, I mean, it's like a, a DP-level signing. Um, in time of in time for the playoffs and he's, he's only going to get better with his time um, I think I thought the performance in Dallas particularly um, Reed Baker-White and Ford, obviously he got the assist but even before that I mean when you don't miss Luhu I think that speaks volumes um, to whoever steps in we didn't really miss Nuhu, and I think that speaks volumes and of course then in Colorado you do it without Raul and Nico plays just a few minutes as well and you still get the win so I know some of the things that Schmetz can take just as massive positives that it's all hopefully coming together you know it's been stop start this season always seem to be missing a player missing this guy and now everyone seems to be rounding back into fitness first of all slowly into form and the team is finding ways to ground that results as well
0: yeah I think there's two parts to that is Schmetz still hasn't had a 100% healthy lineup at at, at one time I don't think where he's really had to make the hard decisions but the Sounders look like they're coming together at the right time. They look more solid defensively the past couple of weeks. I thought Reagan was fantastic last night. Um, he had a great game. Um, And I think, yeah, guys are just kind of clicking at the right time. And, and like you said, Christian is probably the biggest piece to that. It's a guy who comes in, who knows the league, who fights for every ball. And there's just something about his game where he has that extra step that he's able to wiggle away from from defenders that not a lot of players have. And that that special creativity, his willingness to get into the box and fight. So, That's just a massive mental boost for the guys on the team, too, saying, okay, everyone's back. Uh, Obviously, Raul was out, but now we ask the question, is Raul going to be plugged back in, or are we going to ride this season out the last four games with Jordan as our number nine, Leo Chu's been good, um, and Christian's back in the lineup, and Albert looked good last night as well. So a lot of questions will have to be asked, and I think it's going to be difficult to keep Jordan out of the lineup as a number nine away from home because playing against Walker playing against you know the guys it's a big back line in Nashville and somebody has to stretch that defense otherwise Nashville is just going to sit they're going to be happy with the play in front of them and you know how key it is to stretch defenses yes Jordan can do it from the wing but he likes to do it from up top he likes to stay central and make those little diagonal runs in behind that makes the center backs pull out of position and away from home I think that'll be vital so a lot of questions will have to be asked for for Schmetz as we kind of push push forward into this last phase of the season. But last night's lineup was about as good as it gets. Now, should the Sounders – they didn't look inspired last night when they were up 2 nothing. It wasn't like, hey, let's go, let's go. We're going to grind for every chance on goal. It was kind of like, okay, we, you know those games where you just know you're going to win. It's it's a guaranteed win. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they scrambled a bit at the end and Colorado – I mean he scores a great goal at at the end there but you know nothing really was tested from from colorado they just looked disjointed so a big big test against nashville to see really where this sounders team is at um if you want that winning record to continue away from home
1: in if you're in Schmitz's shoes and everyone's fit and there's a First round of playoffs is tomorrow. Do you foresee a scenario where you would be comfortable looking at your coaching staff, Preki, Andy Rose, Freddy, Tom Dutra, and saying to them, We're going to start with Raul and Nico on the bench. And our best lineup actually includes neither of these. Is that, are we really reached that point with the sounders? Look, I I think it might depend
0: on who we match up against, to be honest. I think there's better matchups for us that could include Raul up top that would, I, I don't think Nico's starting from here on out. Um, I think his role is going to be, you know, coming off the bench from now on, because I do think that if we get a lead, I think Nico's valuable to have on the field with 20, 25, 30 minutes left in the game who can keep a ball, who can win free kicks, who can play for corners, who can, you know, dictate the pace of a game. Um, But I just think we're at a point now where we got to push forward and we got to play good attacking soccer. I think we're creating chances. We're just not finishing. And so at the end of the day, it's who's going to put the ball in the back of the net? and if you're going to say it's jordan then you got to stick with him up top and uh i think it's highly possible that we could go into a playoff situation where it's it's jordan starting up top and albert as a 10 um and keeping either josh or obed as a a number six with jp because i think choose two. if you're going to play playoff soccer and you're going to have two of those games at home and one away i think you have to start leo chu at in seattle out wide I think his he almost created another chance last night with pure effort. He was he was just inches off from intercepting a ball, and those are the differences that can that can change a a playoff game. So I think you have to play your most attacking brand of soccer. And yeah. Sounders sit fourth in possession, but at the end of the day, in the playoffs, you got to put the ball in the back of the net. So yeah. waves and waves of pressure have to come, and I think Leo Chu and Christian on the on the wings is going to provide most of that for us right now.
1: I mean, Minnesota. Uh, the ones in 10th place on 37 points. So that's uh, just above them is Dallas on 38. Sounders at 45 with four games to go. You have to think even if the Sounders don't win out, whether they're going to be in the playoffs, you're thinking at that point. Which takes me to another thought to have here is you most likely, you know, another win, two wins, you're for sure in the playoffs, for sure in a good position. Maybe you guarantee yourself a home game at any point, any point is it entering or should it enter the coaching, the coaching starts thinking to rest players and make sure this guy's fresh for the playoffs or because of the season we've had, you just play the best guys and you, you pretty much start that runway now and just say, you're going to see it through. I mean, it's between four games here, excellent amount of games in the playoffs potentially, or someone like Christian, you know, he's just come back. Do you think, okay, where can we find him a little break in his last four games? Jordan, you know, he's had a, a, a headlong season too with the national team as well. Can we find him a break here somewhere? Or, is it just now we're in all in right to the walls fall off let's see what happens
0: yeah I, I i think the coaches will be playing the numbers game and, and, and jp so especially yeah yeah and so if the sounders find themselves in in that we're not going to finish first we know we're going to finish second or third everything is going to play out how it needs to play out and it will be dictated not by what the what the sounders necessarily do but what other teams do at the same time especially as games start to even out, right? The processes of the games. Um, If the Sounders go to Nashville and you're up, you know, two nothing, three nothing with 30 minutes left, you take off Jordan. If you can do, if the guys can put in the work and get the result early in games, then yeah, you can put your hand up and say, Hey, I, I want, I want out. I want to come. I want to come sit on the sideline for the last 30 minutes. And if you add those up, that's a game at the end of the day, less that you're playing instead of having to sit them for an entire game. So there's different ways tactically uh, to kind of go about this and ultimately it's up to the sounders to dictate if they're going to have to go full out for the last four games um my thought is why don't you put the best effort into the next two two games and then see how the next two play out right and then see what other teams do as well can we rest players a couple guys at home um, if we get results in the next two games so it's honestly it's just purely a numbers game at this point
1: I have Uh, a
2: question for you guys about the plan. And I don't want to, like, say – we haven't made the playoffs yet. Still four games to play, yada, yada, yada. But assuming we make the playoffs, are there any teams who you, A, really want to avoid or, B, really want to face? Like, who in the Western Conference matches up well against us in the playoffs? Just – Let's get the playoff preview sort of started, but also...
1: Yeah, I mean, I, mean do I, I think there's teams that's better than other teams, for sure. Um, you're looking at... And then just even some of the teams that sit a bit low, I think, match up well. I think you... Portland's in eighth place right now. Do you really want to face Portland in the playoffs? I don't think so. Just because you just never know. You can be playing well. You can be on a 10-game winning streak. They can be on a 10-game losing streak. That doesn't matter. That game, for whatever reason, takes on a life of its own. Um, We saw in the in the Leagues Cup um, how tough it is to go to a place like Utah and play against Salt Lake. So would you want to face Real Salt Lake at some point in the playoffs? They match up pretty well. It's A very dangerous team. Um, so I think there's a couple there, but I don't think you're thinking of that you are for the Sound. I think the Sound is the team that other teams want to avoid because a team that, is, as we said, is rounding into form at the right time. They still haven't really hit top form or peaks, but getting results quite comfortably. I think should have won in Dallas. Poor um, first half, second half show. Sound is a stronger team than Dallas, and then last night just getting the job done, a professional job in and out of Denver, and get the win. Not many teams want to face a soundest team that has, a, you know, Christian Rodon coming back to full fitness. um, And Nico Rodero, who's accepted his role. So he can give you 20, 30 minutes off the bench. You know, Jordan and Leo, true stretching. So I think it's a, it's a team that not many are going to want to face. But in terms of matchup, I think Portland's the big one you want to avoid. And then, listen, having to go to an LAFC or... Send, it's going to be tough. It, you're going to have to face tough games in the playoffs. But I don't think there's anyone that, if you get them, you think, OK, our season's over. I think we're more than capable of being anybody in the West.
0: Yeah, I, I think I start to look at, you know, those key matchups with your with your rivals. I'd, I'd still take Vancouver because you're going to have what a best of a best of three. So two at home if you finished in the higher seed. Right. And so you start to look at teams home records even. And you look at even even a place like Salt Lake. They've only won five games at home all season. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of go down. Minnesota's only won three games if they sneak into the playoffs. So you know, is it a numbers game at that point? But I, I don't fear Dallas. I don't fear San Jose. Um, and I and I don't fear Vancouver. But like Steve said, Salt Lake and Portland are those teams where we just ha- kind of had that like bugaboo, you know, against and uh, tough places to play. But at the end of the day, it is up to the Sounders at this point. and And the Sounders have to be that team that says... We want to be the feared team. We don't want to have to play two games at, at Lumen Field to try and get a result because that's going to be really difficult for any team to come in here and uh, and beat the Sounders, you know, handedly. I mean, I the Sounders Sorry,
2: I need to figure out yeah. how to use Bugaboo in a sentence later.
0: Today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, the Sounders sit on 45 points. It's possible if certain things um, shake out. The way they might that that last game in st louis you could be playing for first place i mean st louis is on 50 is five points it might be literally a game you've got to put everything into um to try and claim at top c depending on how important um that number one seed is for you but we'll see that when we get to it the sound is rounding into form a big big win last night off this weekend the next time we see the team take the pitch we'll be on the road at nashville a team that is fighting i mean they're five six points safe right now in the playoffs but They can't afford to drop points too. They got a massive win in Kansas last night. So it's a team that we've probably take Messi aside, of course. Maybe the best attack in MLS over the last 18 months in Mokta. I mean, he's he's the real deal. He's fantastic. And we've got to face him in just over a week here. So the sound is not on the pitch this weekend, but there's a lot happening around the club. Um, Healy, I think you are know more than I do, but I know the club is very excited about going into their 50th year um, next year. There's a brand relaunch um, coming up. In general, no game this weekend, but exciting time to be a Sounders fan. Um, last one for you, Brad, for me, just curious to pick your brain on this. Between, if this is you, t- take yourself to you, and let's go more towards the latter stages of your career. So I'm thinking of a JP, um, even a Jordan, guys who played heavy minutes. Less training between now and Nashville, you don't need to do much, right? You kind of just this is a great time to sort of recover. Um, it's more treatment, rehab, basic maintenance on the pitch. But I think, I mean, the young guys, the Dylan Tevez is the, the Rough Rocks, the Cody's, Baker, they can run around and play the next mm-hmm. few days. But I think the likes of JPM, I mean, you just, I mean, he should barely be on the pitch. I'm assuming maybe some tactical things, but I don't. I'm curious how the Sounders then manage this little, another absence. You know, you have had a lot of breaks recently, but um, just how do you manage this one? Because you still want to be sharp. We saw after two weeks off since the Timbers that the first half against Dallas, we suffered, really struggled. Um, So you don't want to take too much time off. How are you going to strike that balance as well?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think you just have to stay in in that game mode rhythm, to be honest. And you can still curtail training sessions and take the load off. But there will be days where guys have to work because you must train. You've trained your body for so long. You can't just take a giant break and take it off. So I think maybe they get the next two days off and then you treat it like the normal seven days out from from a game. So maybe an intense training on on Saturday and then have Sunday off and then come back in Monday ready to work because the team travels on Thursday. So they'll get there a day a day early and then train in Nashville on Friday. Um, and so get back into that rhythm. So you'll have to find a day during the week where you get, I always liked, you know, at least two days of, of a tough training throughout the week, just to get my mind right and get a good sweat. But there were also times at the end of the season where, you know, they would bring out a a bike and I would just bike for, you know, half of the training instead of doing the workout. So take the load and the, and the, and the pounding off the joints, but, you know, get a sweat on the bike and make sure that I'm keeping my body in rhythm and, and my brain in rhythm also. But yeah, I think it's an opportunity for, for JP to to take a breather for, for everyone, right? It's, it's tough to play two games in in five days or four days, whatever it was, and to do them both away from home. So it's a deserved break, picking up four points. Um, but at the end of the day, right, you want to stay in rhythm. I know you went to the spa every day and massage and, you know, for five days <laughs> leading up. I
1: wish. That just put me to sleep.
0: I, I didn't want my body to go into sleep mode. Yeah,
1: I wish. Now I'm with you. I actually think, yeah, I think – I actually like to train. Like, I like training. So I think you're right. Like, I felt like... But even sometimes, you know, Ziggy would give us three days off and that first Monday back would always be terrible because you're always your touch was a right. bit off, you're a little bit not sharp. But yeah, I think taking more than two days off was always tough for me. So I think you do want to stay in rhythm, still get your touches. But um, no, um the sound is I think they will find the right balance between even someone like Christian or Don. What a chance for him to get really fit. You know, he might be able to really get after it. And he's someone who... Is so fit anyway and trains well, but hasn't had match practice. But you now get a ten day runway to really give him some minutes, and you're gonna need him going down the stretch. Here. I mean, but... when
0: when when was his last start, Keeley? You know, yeah, I mean, it was probably up. in. I'll look it up. May, yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah, because he had sort of that comeback, and then he had to take time off again. And yeah, he's really he's. A, I mean, we haven't really seen it, but such an important player that we've not seen much. So I think it was right around May or June. The last time we saw Christian really be Christian Rodon, I think.
0: Exciting to get him back. So big.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good signing there. Um, Sounders, nothing this weekend, as we said. We'll be back in action um, in Nashville. We're going to be there actually on site. Nashville's a great um, stadium and great, great city to go to. So looking forward to that one. We'll see what the Sounders look like in terms of fitness injuries. But one thing that we know for sure already from now is that it's going to be um, three points up for grabs. And and three points, you think, Sounders, another six points and you're pretty much certain for a super high seed. And um, that's what we've been playing for all season in this up and down season where it's been a bit hit and miss in terms of the performances. But if a team's been that below par, quote unquote, but is able to be in second place um, in the West, it speaks volumes um, to the standards and level of this team. So that's it from side by side for us and keely yes what's the answer
2: uh july 15th at dallas versus start. Dallas. yes he started but,
1: i feel like he was out before that as well and then came back and then, yes he was yeah yes yeah. yes and that was his last one while, so yeah. and that then like just one, i have a one
2: final one question there. for you guys in nashville i'm just gonna force you to go to a karaoke bar so just get your yes songs prepared because i'm i'm forcing you to do it as long as they have
1: biggie or michael jackson i'm there There we go. Perfect. I'm there. I'm there. All right. (laughs) All right. This has been Side by Side. We will be back next week previewing the Sounders going to Nashville. As always, comment, like, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for listening.